You are now tuned in to the Windy City Benders Podcast. This is WCBP. All right, it's an edition of the WCB Podcast. It's Jeremy. It's Tanner. What's up, bud? Nothing, man. What's going on? Not much. You know what? We got regular season hockey tonight. Oh, yeah. When this is posted. And Chicago Blackhawk regular season hockey starts tomorrow. A.K.A. Uh, conflicting emotions. One, I'm ready to watch hockey again. But two, I know it's going to be so bad that I don't know if I want to watch hockey again. <laughs> yeah, and we get to start the season off with like one of the like the best teams in the league. <laughs> what? Okay, it's, it's the same start as last year. That's what I was say. I want to. We need to pull up. Like, we need to make like a little graphic. Last year's stats, like the score, shots again, shots for, all that kind of stuff. And then compare it to how bad Wednesday's going to be. And I mean, if Jack Johnson scores the first goal for in this game again, we win the cup. That would be great. Yeah, we win the cup. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah that's, that's exactly how the season went. So yeah. <laughs> that would be uh, really fucking funny, though, if he scored the first goal of this game since he scored the first one last not, last year. I don't even know how to react to that. I would just be like, uh, yeah, that's that's a season right there. That's that's our Stanley Cup for sure. He gets to be a part of the, like the banner raising ceremony, but he's wearing a Hawks jersey, and he just goes out, scores on his first shift, and then just skates off the ice and leaves and retires. Yeah, I don't know how he's still playing. I don't know why, but whatever. Um, so yeah, regular season hockey is about to kick off. Uh, teams had to be cap compliant by five o'clock Eastern time Monday. So a lot as we're recording, a lot of the teams are kind of like trickling in with their official rosters and everything like that. Um, huge so far, waiver day. Huge <laughs> waiver day on Sunday. Yeah, Sunday going to Monday. I mean, maybe tomorrow will be will be a bigger waiver day too because all the players I don't know because I mean they would have already had to put on waiver. Yeah, I don't I think yesterday or whatever it was, Sunday to Monday. Yeah. Um was like the last day to like put guys through waivers. There was some but big I names. I think it I think either I don't know. I don't know how it's working with the cap because it's so weird. But putting people on like LTIR and like injury reserve to start the season is like today tomorrow or something like that before games actually start but they have to be under the cap every team it has to happen otherwise they force them i don't know whenever i was over the cap when i was younger playing nhl i just it wouldn't let me start the season without like forcing me to do something and then i would always just quit that franchise and start a new one (laughs) (laughs) it's like not gonna be cap compliant with this uh stanley cup winning team here so uh doesn't Vegas wish they had that option just to quit and restart? Yeah, pretty much. As of right now, I'm looking at this. They don't have anybody listed on their LTIR, so I don't think Cap Friendly has their official like roster yet. Yeah, but they're right now just they're just a little bit over the cap as just of this. A little. Just a little bit as of right now, a they're smidge. only only a smidge coming in at twenty million four hundred thirty one thousand two hundred ninety four dollars over the cap. Yeah. What the fuck? (laughs) That's not too bad. But uh, yeah, Montreal Canucks and Vancouver Canucks are uh, are leading the charge in LTIR. Both have six players on there. Capitals, Oilers. Yeah, see, the Hawks aren't even updated yet either because they have a couple going on LTIR. 
At least, no, maybe no. They just have people LTR, right? Regular IR. Yeah, just regular IR. I don't know. But all right. So before we get going into that, um, we talked about the big roster claim day, or roster claim, waiver claims yesterday. Yes. Um, one of the biggest one was Ingram getting claimed by Arizona. Um, that was one like I was hoping the Hawks were gonna maybe make a play at. And I wonder if they did, but Arizona was lower or higher on the waiver wire. Yeah. I don't know. I feel like the Hawks wouldn't have anywhere to put him if they wanted to send him through the wait, like through waivers. But they would, I don't think they have the room on the team to keep him up. That's fair. Yeah. And then if they wanted to put him in Rockford, he'd have to clear waivers again. He'd probably just get re- picked up by somebody else. Um, because they, they're going to be rolling with Mrazic and Stalock. And then I'm pretty sure you'd want to get Soderblom all the time that he can in fair. Rockford with probably, I, I'm assuming, uh, was it Jackson Sauber? Sauber, is that it? For the Hawks? Uh, yeah, he's probably going to be backing up in, in Rockford. Yeah, Jackson Sauber. Ooh, I don't remember. There's either. no, there's there's really no point in getting Connor Ingram where I think it makes more sense in Arizona because, like, who the hell was Fish Mocha's backup? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, they had a bunch of, like, they keep claiming people. Do they still have that guy that they claimed from Toronto? Oh, who, who was it? You remember, like, Toronto signs a Finnish goalie? Oh. To get him in the league, he had to go through waivers, and Arizona claimed him? I, I don't know. I felt like Arizona was just a troll job last year for waiver claims. Yeah, because they, they're just like, <laughs> you want to send guys to the, to the down to the AHL, you got to get them through us. <laughs> like, um, okay. I don't remember. Uh, oh, it, there's, uh, oh, <laughs> it's, uh, Jonas Johansson. Um, it says that he was a waiver claim, which it, I don't know if that's from Toronto though. No, he was claimed off of waivers from uh, Colorado. But yeah, there, no, I, know, I know what you're just, talking about. Yeah, there was somebody that was claimed. That I don't think they have him on the team anymore because otherwise it would say it. I'm pretty sure it would say it. I wonder if it'd be like under roster or Toronto. I don't know. I just thought it's not. Oh, some, yeah. Not it's probably going to, it's going to be buried under transactions. But it was just hilarious that Toronto was going through like goalie problems last year with injuries and stuff. And then they go to bring in a guy. And then Arizona was like, oh, actually, we'll take is so great. I can see all the guys they claimed on waivers, actually. Hari Sateri? Yeah, I think so. Let's see. Yeah, signed, signed to the Toronto Maple Leafs on March 20th, 2022, and then claimed by Arizona on March 21st, 2022. <laughs> yeah, dude. That's hilarious. Is he, is he? Oh, he's not even in, active at the NHL level, so okay. Forget about it. He's 32. I don't even know what that was going to they were going to Okay. He was, the, he was just on that Olympic team that I think people were like, oh shit, let's go. Oh, he like showed up. But yeah, now it makes it makes more sense that uh Ingram's in Arizona because now it's Vish Melka and Connor Ingram, which I think probably a better situation for him because they got Kevin Lankin in to back up like Saros. And Saros was like overplayed a ton last year, but he, he still played. had David David Riddick 
a lot of people were questioning you're going with Lincoln and over Ingram. A lot of people were like, that doesn't seem like the smart move. But I it's I mean, Ingram has only got three games played in the NHL. I think people are probably hyping him up a little bit more. But Lincoln Lincoln's proven to like play well enough on a team that basically had no fucking defense. Yeah. Even though they almost lost to San Jose in game two while he was playing. I think it, it, like, I don't even know what the score of that game was. I, for, I forgot, but I had tuned in for like a second and saw that uh, Lincoln and letting like two goals or something on like 15 shots. What was hurt. the score of this? Three to two. He had 33, 33 saves or 31 saves. So he still played really well. Yeah, 31 saves. Jesus Christ, 939 save percentage, two goals against. Finished the game completely fine. There was, included on that waiver waiver day, there's some big names on there. I mean, names that have seen better days and all that, but still, um, Nick Foligno, Mike yeah. Riley, Wayne Simmons, all these guys are buried in the minor leagues right now, which... Just to make their teams cap compliant for the most part, too. Yeah. But I'm surprised that some of these guys actually made it through waivers, like Mike Riley. Nick Felino is not as surprising, but it came out that like Philly was kind of eyeing Wayne Simmons and Nick Felino, which is like such a Philly thing, I think. Yeah. Like, I'm guys are kind of the same player, more of like a grinder. I'm surprised Simmons didn't get claimed, though. Like, I feel like he still has something to offer. Oh, absolutely. Especially with his cap hit, too. I think he's like close to league men. Which is nuts that shows how how screwed up Toronto is that they couldn't even keep him up there. Wayne Simmons is making $900,000. And he has a modified no-trade clause. That's really funny. So, I mean, you gotta, you're you going to have to expect to see probably something happen there. you imagine having a no-trade clause where you can submit a list of 10 teams and then you just get put, put on waivers and one of those teams picks you up? Uh, like, how rough. Yeah, yeah does it get voided that way? Like, I mean, there's no way you can. I don't know. I would assume. Um, the other signing roster move we'll talk about real quick here is yes. one of the two last remaining RFAs. Um, Nicholas was it Hogue? Hogue? Hag. Hag. Damn these names. Uh, three year. Uh, I just had it pulled up here. Three year, two point two nine four. Yeah, and some change. One five zero. Yeah, yeah. It's a very, uh, very specific number. Um, had to go and figure it, out it, all the details. It gets them under the cap, apparently, by like seventeen dollars or some shit. <laughs> it's so wild. So yeah, he gets his his payday three years. So nice little bridge deal for him. He will definitely still be an RFA, I believe. Yeah, I think I'd seen in places that like people were commenting that he was looking at either a two by two and they didn't want to do it for only two years. They wanted three and he wanted at least three if it was by if it was three years. So that's why it took so long. And then I guess they just settled on this really random ass number that like keeps them under the cap. That was like one of those weird things. It's like Vegas. You really can't be, you know, picky right now about these contracts. If he wants two by two, give him two by two. Like, yeah. 
You're going to end still, up going to give away somebody anyway. Yeah, you still control him for another – you get two more years, you control him instead of, you know, losing that last year of RFA stat, you know. Yeah. I think it might be that they just – they wanted a three-year, like, closer to $2 million so that they have, like, for sure, we have yeah. you for three. Like, we don't have to refocus in two years on what we're going to be doing. Oh, I mean, they're going to still be refocusing in, in two years. They're going to be refocusing next year regardless. Yeah. They probably, I bet you, watch him trade him this year, or like you know next oh, off or nothing. Uh he's he's too young for them to do that. Uh, I think, their their uh, next their next big targets are. I think probably... Cody Glass has something to say about that, and Nick Suzuki. Uh, yeah, but they weren't traded for nothing. You know. There. Yeah. Uh, the trade for nothing would be like, Marcuso, Riley Smith. Um, like one of those guys, oh, maybe like Alec Martinez, like one of those guys, I think is like a trade for an, uh, maybe Braden McNabb. You never know. <laughs> she fucking Robin Laner, probably it, dude, if, if Logan Thompson plays really fucking good as the starter and he's still on a three-year deal, Robin Laner can be the next, just, Hey, Future considerations. <laughs> I have a feeling. Part of me thinks he's never gonna play again. Laner. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I don't know why. Like I have nothing to back that up. I just I get the vibe like he's just he's he's done. Like he's just not gonna play again. I mean, I don't think they're gonna rush him because like they kind of the whole reason they got Jack Eichel was to like let him heal and help the team. I think that. He'll, he'll get all the time he needs. So, like, if he's coming back, he's going to be coming back. Like, that's yeah. up to him. Right. So, last name for uh, NHL talk. Um, Buffalo Sabres named Kyle Okaposo, their captain for this upcoming season, which is a giant head scratcher. Um, he is 35 years old. He has got one year left on his deal. The future of Buffalo is in his hands. What? I don't understand that. I maybe it was just kind of like a, like, hey man, before you retire, like, thanks for being on our team. You'll go down. You'll go down in Buffalo Sabres history as a one of the captains. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it makes no sense to me. Unless they're like hoping he resigns next year at like a really cheap contract because he's the captain so it's kind of like hey we showed you some respect like i don't know like i don't see how that's helpful for the future but i guess maybe they just really wanted a c this year yeah that leaves so now that leaves six teams without captains um winnipeg will not have a captain this year they've came out and said that they're doing a, a captain by committee type of situation um seattle doesn't have one philly doesn't have one uh, Anaheim, Anaheim, Arizona, Calgary. Yeah. But yeah, yeah, I don't know. I think, I think Seattle is going to be naming one probably before some of these other teams, because if, if Shane Wright shows up like crazy or Maddie uh, Benier shows up like crazy, you see that you see one of them just getting the C because it's going to be like, you're the future of our team forever. <laughs> I I one hundred one hundred percent think they're waiting to see which one of those two guys kind of step up and take it. Yeah, hundred percent. 
Yeah. Um, what were you? You said you wanted to bring something up about captains before we recording. Oh, it was just thinking like, like if Taves is gone this year, um, like who who would be next in line to be captain if they were to name one right away? Oh, right away. Yeah. Patrick Kane if for the they, if they were if he if for the what sixty minutes that he's <laughs> still on the team before the before the deadline's over. Um. Yeah. Okay. No, the next okay. captain is uh Bedard. You think? Yeah. I think, I mean, if it's going to be somebody that's on the team, if they had, if they were like, we have to choose a captain, it's probably, they're going to probably just go with like Seth Jones. Oh, 100%. Yeah. Because they're so invested in him that I don't think they're going to be able to move him. And they already, they gave him the A. I don't know if you saw that. Yeah. So he, it's him. He took the Brinkett's A. Yeah, he took the Brinkett's A. So him and Murphy, I think, are just going to be swapping. I don't see them giving the seat to Murphy because I feel like Murphy's going to be sooner out the door than Jones is. If he's out the if he's on this team after the trade deadline, I kind of will be shocked. I'm not going to lie. Murphy? Yeah. Yeah, I guess I can see that, but I can see them holding out because he is making like 4 million for the next like 3ish years. I think this is his last season on the Hawks. I really do. I think they're going to try to flip him. It would make the most sense. Yeah. To do that, he's making four point four for three years after this. After this season, so he's got four years right now. Um, yeah, it's got to be looking at the, looking at the roster. It's got to be Seth Jones, just because it's it's like you said, it's the commitment they have there, and it's one of those things where yeah. it's like, okay, well, you're stuck with us, we're stuck with you. Let's just make this official. We'll give you. You're, you you're going to be the most most veteran guy on this team in four years. Yeah, like so. I just yeah, I don't see them actually naming a C though for like a long time. No, how long was it? I mean, uh, they had a couple C's before Taves. They had Adriana Coin, they had was a little point one for a little bit. Yeah. But, Amante. Yeah, Amante. Well, I mean, that's going way back because they had then you go like Shamnoff, Amante, uh Chelios. That's not really that far back when you talk about like Taves, what was a captain in two thousand nine? Let's see. Let's up now. And Amante was a captain. What in the like two thousand? Early two thousands. <laughs> right. So like that's still within the same decade. That's insanity to think about it that way. Yeah. It feels like such a long time period. Like it feels like a, such a giant leap from like generation of hockey. From Amante to Taves. Yeah. Yeah. Um. All right. So here we go, Captain. So from. 2023 season all the way to 2008 2009 was his first year's captain. Um 2007 2008 was Marty Lapointe. Uh <laughs> 20 uh 06 07 05 06 was Adrian Coin. 03 04 Oh, it says three, it says on five. hockey reference that it was oh five oh six was Marty Lapointe and Adrian O'Coin and oh six oh seven was Lapointe and O'Coin again, but two thousand two to two thousand four was Jamnoff two thousand to two thousand two is Amani Doug Gilmore for one year before that and then Chelios for four Dirk Graham and yeah, I'm not gonna go back him, any further. I even called I always call him Dick Graham for some reason. <laughs> I mean Dick Graham. So. Fascinating uh, me how close that is. Like that's, yeah, that's only a seven-year difference between Amante and. It feels like there should be so many more captains between Amante and Taves, and there's only two, or three. Sorry, 
you could make an argument that it feels like Tony Monte was on the Blackhawks 20 years before Jonathan Taze was. It just yeah. feels like that's how long of a different time that is. That's insanity. We'll get ready to feel that time frame again, buddy. <laughs> that's what we got coming up in hockey. Eric Daze was an assistant captain 0304. That's awesome. Um, yeah. But so, yeah, Buffalo making no sense in their captain pick. Um, yes. But yeah, this, okay, so this episode is going to be the Chicago Blackhawks preview episode for the upcoming season. And uh, so we'll, we'll go through that a little bit here. And then we're going to do some bold predictions, some, and way too early. What do we call How do we? Way too. Uh, yeah, the way too early awards. Awards, yeah. Early Stanley Cup winners. That gets held. Winner. <laughs> There's only one. It's very hard or held very hard too that everybody remembers. So. Let's start with some Blackhawks news that happened over the past couple of days since we last recorded. Um, yes. We'll start with injuries. Okay. Caleb Absolutely. Jones and Boris, you're not real. I'm not, and I don't know your, how to pronounce your last name, Tanner. Ketchuk. Ketchuk, you're not a real person. Um, they both go into the IR. Um, Ketchuk was noted, was for sure going to happen. He has a, had a bad ankle sprain. He was out, I yep. believe, four to six weeks was the time frame for that. Caleb okay. Jones has been dealing with a shoulder issue. I do believe that he is making the trip to this three game trip to open the season. Um, okay. With him being on the IR, I don't know when they're like retroacting them being placed on the IR. Uh, so if I think he's going to be out for the first game, because I think you have to miss at least one game once you get placed on IR. Um, they're hoping that he open is able to play one of the games this opening road trip uh, McCabe is also on the IR but he is also traveling with the team um, they think it's a really unlikely op- situation that he will play this opening road trip but they are hopeful they're going to have him just to kind of case to see how he feels Connor Murphy back uh, was back in a contact jersey on Friday uh, they're hoping he's able to play too it's just like a lot of lists of players like they don't really know until kind of be like game time decision type of thing. Connor Murphy's been dealing with the back injury, uh, most of training camp, so he has seen very little action. Uh, so of course, got to keep him healthy. So when we trade him, he's right. uh, in good condition. So with that being said, we just listed three of the four players that are on the IR or questionable for the season are defensemen. So we need defensemen, and so what happens Friday night? Hey, Mike Riley's available. <laughs> yeah. Friday night. What happened Friday night? Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> Friday night. Friday night. I, I completely forget about this all the time, but uh, <laughs> late night, just go scrolling Instagram, and then it's trade alert. Uh, Riley Stillman traded for Jason Dickinson and a second rounder. Felice. Yeah. Felice. 2024 second rounder. 2024. So now we have two picks in the next two drafts, two first rounders, two second rounders, two third rounders. So we have six picks in the, the first three rounds. Then that's, that's just for now. That's for Let's now. It's going to go up. It should go up. Patrick. Uh, I just, it's really fucking awesome that he got a second out of this. Cause Jason Dickinson is just a cab dump for Vancouver. 
Cat dump. Making is, like a little, like I think twice as much as, as Riley Stillman. It's like 2.5, I think. I think making uh, 2.65. Okay. And Riley Stillman was making like 1.35 or something like that. So it was like almost exactly half. Um, so that was just. He's a good, <clears throat> and you know what? He's a good, he's going to be good for the bottom six. He he's not gonna he's not a goal scorer he's not a big up points guy but from no. what I've kind of seen with him he's kind of more of a shutdown type of player like he's a, he's a big body yeah he's he's a bigger guy walk it up so hey, he's only he's only listed at six one I thought he was bigger than that really? but I mean he's gonna fill in their defense fine if you're just looking for like I don't know if he's gonna play second line or third line um and he can play both yeah, left wing and center too which is which is nice. so, oh you're talking about Jason Dickinson. I'm talking okay. about fucking Riley Stillman. Oh, okay. That's where I'm getting confused. That's hilarious. Yeah. I was just saying, like Riley Stillman, like, see you later. Like, you were okay. Nothing really great. But he was like the main piece in a trade that like Bowman did that. with Florida. And also um, got, um Con- wasn't that Connolly? Yeah, so we have nothing left. From that trade, besides uh, the seventh round pick that we got, which turned into Jalen uh, Lupin, who actually might be the best part of that entire trade. Because <laughs> yeah. I think he was on the um, preseason roster for almost all the way through the entire time. And then I'm going to say that I too. Believe I believe he's going to be back in the WHL, but he. I was reading some articles that were just like projecting like some prospects and like, he's not really a top 10 prospect on the team, but they kind of are penciling him and is or penciling him in as a Hagel type player where it's kind of like, like last year he put 64 points up in 66 games playing in the WHL, which I mean, he was, I want to say, let's see, how old is he? He was 19. So it was just like one year over. So that's not too bad. Like if he, he he's that kind of guy that's like late round draft pick and he's gonna grind his ass to make the fucking show. Like let's go. Yeah, I'm all about it. So that's what I'm saying. Like he could end up being like the like the best piece of that whole trade, which was Lucas Carlson and Lucas Walmart. And Lucas Carlson was just actually put on waivers and the, the big waiver day too. And I was like, hey, let's pick him back up. Um, but we got Nolan Voyer to Nori said. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so Jason Dickinson is just going to fill up the bottom six. Yeah, and I, you're not going to expect much from him. Um, and then Riley Stillman, I know I was talking to some people that were bummed out that that he's gone, but honestly, I why I, he he didn't do anything for me. I know he, yeah, he was only here a short time, short time period. He was hurt a lot last year, he only played like 50 something games last season. I just the fact that if the fact a second round pick and yeah. a player was there. Yeah. Oh, I mean, the player was the cap dump, and the second round pick is because of the cap. Right, dump. but still, yeah. But like, you're able to add somebody. Like, I, I think that they they needed somebody for that bottom, bottom six for sure. I, I was kind of trying to figure out who they were going to fill out the bottom six with. So bringing that kind of guy who can play that, and then you add that second round pick, I would. I don't even know why you would even question that trade. Right. You, that and, should have been like probably a third round pick, maybe fourth round, maybe even. Uh, yeah, no, absolutely. I think that's why you pull the trigger on that. And the thing that it, I kind of like about it too is the fact that like, okay, now you get like this two year deal for your defenseman like out of here. So th- after that, they went and picked up Jared Tenorti, which I've mentioned before. Um, 
partially I'm assuming because Caleb Jones went on IR, but also like you kind of want more of an NHL ready kind of guy. And even though he's not really that NHL great, he's just going to be a body to fill in. He's, got he's still only out of one. He's still only got one year on his deal. So like, if you have guys like these prospects that we want to be getting better in the AHL, if any of them are ready for next year, we don't longer have like another year of like Riley Stillman. We have like an open spot now. Like, I think that's just great. Like, and you get a second round pick out of it from a Van- from Vancouver who isn't exactly like contending for a cup. They're kind of a bubble team. So it could be like a mid second rounder, which is pretty fucking great. Yeah, the only utilizing cap space. That's what he did. Yeah. The only bummer is not this upcoming draft. It's the following draft. Who knows what can change in that time period? But still, I mean, you can even just that round. could that could be something that they use in a trade in the future too. Yeah. Like how we got Mrazic in a first, we traded away a second that we got previously in a trade. Like yeah. it's just another thing that could be pieced into like another first rounder or something too. I think that's way more valuable than having like Riley Stillman on the team. <laughs> oh, Riley I'm Stillman, sure. I would never expect to be pieced in with like a first round pick, but a second rounder for 2024 is pretty nice to put into a deal for a first round pick. Yeah, that was the shock of the century right there. I, I couldn't believe yeah. that. Let's oh, yeah. Go. And then it's just, you know, Kyle Davidson. I think he's just doing really good moves. Like he's getting. As much as people shit on the Debrinket trade, he's gotten so much good value in other trades like Brandon Hagel, Riley Stillman trade, Kirby Doc. Like he's turned a lot of almost nothing into. I mean, I don't want to say that about Hagel because he was one of my favorite, but like the deals have just been low amazing. I mean, he turned. Say what you want. We love Hagel. We. I mean, it's no, but. It is what it is. Hagel is not a two first round pick type of player, and two players, two and NHL play, ready yeah. players. That's that's uh, not. Hey, he turned Alex Nylander into Sam Lafferty, who's been a solid player for the team. Very nice. Yeah. I I, I mean I like Sam Lafferty, and I think he's going to get the opportunity like he did last year. And if he plays well enough, we we can get something for him too, and that would be fucking amazing. And even though I love that we got Korchinski and the part of that Debrinket trade, yeah, it's still one of those that it's like it's gonna be seen as like a black mark or not like a black mark, just like his 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 if he has a failing grade so far in his tenure, it's the Debrinket trade. He definitely yeah. probably got more. But the thing that I that sucks for him is that until this whole process is rebuilt, is seen out, yeah, people are gonna talk about. Is right. oh, you did not get enough for it to bring it, and it's like, well, look at what the other things he's doing. Look, like, at, look at the yeah, value he's gotten in other deals. Insane. Yeah, and I sent you the clip. I mean, hate to shit on a show of a friend of the show, but uh, the Steve Dangle podcast was doing their NHL preview, and they're talking about the Hawks, and they just like to harp on the fact that oh, we're we're trading away everybody, and. And we're not bringing anybody in, and it's just like we have no value or no value on our team and all that kind of stuff. And it's Jesse on that show. If you're familiar with those yeah. two guys, Adam Wild, Steve Dangle, and Jesse Blake, Jesse gets it. Like what he was saying makes sense. It's like you either need yeah. to commit to what you have on your team and trying to make that be the winner, or if you need to rebuild, you need to tear it down completely. You need to go all out. There's no, there's no half ass. 
rebuild. Like Bowman was a half-assed rebuild, and it, you can't even call it a rebuild because it wasn't. He lasted like three months before he was like, "Oh no, we're adding boom, Seth Jones, Mark Andre Fleury, let's uh, Tyler Johnson." Like you have to commit to this rebuild, and and you know what? Good for Kyle Davidson for sticking to that because I'm guarantee you there's opportunities that he could have probably made a bigger move, like a Stan Bowman type move, to add to this team. Oh yeah, he, he could have probably re-signed well, Jason Kane already. He had he had like the the cap space to do something bold, and he didn't. He actually did the thing with that Bowman said he was going to do, which was utilize cap space as like getting assets, which was. It was what a fucked up offseason was last year. Yeah. <laughs> Let's we bring in we Seth idiots. Jones, Mark Andre Fleury, and Tyler Johnson. It's like, and now we are playoff ready. <laughs> I would it's, love to do like NHL's like an NHL simulation just to see what would have happened, like what Seth Jones' contract would have been if he got to free agency this year and what he would have what he would have got. I probably right. still would have been the same. I, I, I honestly, I think his contract is what his contract was going to be. It's just yeah. the fact that we, Oh we yeah. I mean, it. we, it's the, it's the fact we didn't wait a season yeah. for him to be a free agent. We decided to give away a first and, or two firsts and Adam Boquist, which was so dumb, so dumb, whatever. We're not in this. We're not in it. We're not doing that anymore. <laughs> <laughs> um, One of the, so yeah this team is so different from the the start of last season yeah so let's break this down right now so just if you're listening to this tomorrow you're probably going to know the blackouts full roster right now i keep refreshing hawks twitter reddit all this kind of stuff to see if their official roster is out it's not but on cap friendly they have a roster size of 23 uh, so it's pretty safe to say who's on cap friendly is who's going to be on this team. Yeah. Uh, so let's start looking at real quick uh, the forwards. Well, um, I was going to say, let's do like what we did with the other team previews. It's like, what are the big additions and what are the big subtractions? Okay. Big addition. So big additions, the biggest of the big additions, Max Domi. <laughs> Max Domi. Andres, Andreas Athanasio. Um, signed exactly the same deal as each other and then they went out and brought in Mrazic during the trade or the uh, draft and Jack Johnson like are those huge moves no are they filling out a roster that have that can add value at the trade deadline yeah possibly (laughs) they're they're assigned to like great deals except for I mean Mrazic's not really signed to a great deal he's just kind of like we need a starter who has like a decent amount of games played in the NHL that is just going to be a guy. Speaking of, one more time with the Steve Dingle podcast thing, when they're talking about us bringing in Mrazic and they're like, oh, they're not doing themselves any favor and goal. You're talking shit to the team that is helping <laughs> you out on cap. Yeah, right. He helps you with your cap situation. And you're going to talk shit about us grabbing Mrazic and not improving. You also gave us a first. <laughs> yeah, what do you what do you think we were they were accomplishing by taking Mrazic off of you? We're giving you cap space. We're making ourselves worse on purpose. Yeah. Yeah. What are you like? What are we talking about here? Jeez. Oh, um. Yeah. So <laughs> big subtractions from last year. So here's the list of guys that played for the Hawks. I don't really. I'm not going to go into like guys that were traded at the deadline. 
which is really just like Ryan Carpenter. Carpenter, Hagel. Hagel, yeah. But so guys that were on the Hawks last year that are no longer with the team. So Borgstrom, Connolly, Calvin DeHaan, Alex DeBrincat, Kirby Doc, Colin Delia. Uh, well, Flurry was moved. Um, let's see. Gustafson is gone. Hey, uh, Strom. Sorry, Dylan Strom is gone. Dominic Kubelik is gone. Uh, Kevin Lincoln is gone. Um, is that my whole lit? Riley Stillman is now gone. Yeah, you said Dylan Strom. It's just a massive list of guys that are no longer here. <laughs> There's only three that, were, that, that played that played a good amount of minutes with us. There's only four on that list that I'm sad is is gone. Yeah. So from <laughs> from from our team who from our leading points. So we have Patrick Kane, and then DeBrickett's gone. We got Seth Jones still. Strom is gone. Hagel's gone. We still got Taves. Kubelik is gone. Doc is gone. <laughs> we have McCabe and Kurashev still. Eric Gustafson is gone. <laughs> and then it's just like minuscule amount of points for these guys that are after them. But it's just so funny to me. Man. So what you're saying is this team got better. No. <laughs> yeah, really. Really, really, really. If you're looking at like their like listed depth charts right now as like what the lines are looking like, it's for forwards. Kaner with 92 points, and then no one else had over 40 points last year. Because Max Domi had 39. That was the that's the most any player on the on the current team had last season. Woof. Uh, yeah. That's just, just offense too, by the way. Just that's just offense. On on the defense, you got Seth Jones with 51, and then no other defenseman had over 10 points. But that's in all fairness, um. Connor Murphy's not a big point getter, but he also was hurt for a good almost 30 games. Our defense. Uh, Jack Johnson's good. not a not gonna do anything. Vlasic only played 15 games. He had two points. Right now they have Alec Regula, and he only had one point in 15 games. And then uh Philip Bruce, who they signed over the summer. Um, yeah, there's there's no points on this team. So You're talking about too a defensive unit that was held goalless on the power play last year too oh there was no defenseman that scored defenseman scored a power play goal last season that's hilarious that's hilarious i love it okay so now that we're looking at a team this is a team i can say that it's a hockey team what we what we have here is a team um oh, you, forgot to mention, you forgot to mention they brought in colin blackwell too Oh, yeah, yeah, Colin Blackwell. And technically Buddy yeah. Robinson, but I think he's going to be down in the A. He was put on waivers Buddy was. on Sunday, but yeah. I don't know if that's he cleared, any, any. Only those four guys were claimed, so everybody else cleared. So I don't know. Yeah. I think they're. I think he was like signed to be like that AHL guy, but I'm not sure. Just kind of like that 13th forward. Yeah. I think with Ketchu Kurt, that's why he's, he's kind of listed as, as in right now. Um, big. I mean, the big thing to start the season is the fact that Lucas Reichel is going to be starting in the AHL. Yeah, which, which I'm kind of upset, but also I am not too upset because as much as I want him to play with Patrick Kane, he would be playing first line with Patrick Kane against everybody's top defense, top lines, just probably getting absolutely harassed. 
and it, yeah, it's, what, it's and tough. what Coach Richardson said about it too, though, it's like he, without actually saying, "Hey, you got holes in your game." He basically said, "He goes, why come up here, stick around, play fourth line minutes, yeah, that odd man out, go back down to the A, dominate, tighten up your game where you need to tighten up so that when you're ready to come up, you're up." Because I, I honestly think the second he gets called up this year. It's for good. I don't see oh, yeah. unless it's an absolute disaster train wreck. Yeah. I, I I just can't see him doing the making the trip rock to Rockford, Chicago, Rockford, Chicago, Rockford, Chicago Ooh. a lot. Here's the good thing though. This Rockford team is gonna be nasty. Oh yeah. It's gonna be <laughs> and that's exactly what they what they like should be. Um it's what we've just harped on all the summer is just especially for the defense was do not give spaces to these kids just because you're going to be bad like let them dominate in the ahl get top minutes and just come to form and then by the time when they're ready to make it to the nhl like they are completely prepared but oh, did you i mean you just placed uh brent seabrook on ltir poor guy i thought he was gonna have a shot this year oh jesus <laughs> Wait, I mean... Oh, here, Blackhawk roster is officially set. Hey! Do you want to tell me? What are you reading? No, it's literally cap-friendly. So we have oh, okay. cap-friendly head, so that, yeah. Okay. Uh, uh, cool. Um, so what do you what do you think? Is this team going to perform kind of like Vegas? Where it's like, hey, <laughs> Vegas' is first year. You got I a lot of third you, and fourth line guys. <laughs> I love how you say that and you can't even finish it without like the first sentence without starting to get a smile on your face. Like, like who is our Jonathan Marcheseau? Who is our William Carlson this year? <laughs> Watch Philip Kirsch have just be like, oh, I want to score goals now. <laughs> and just be like 32 goals, 40 assists, 72 points. I I I don't know if this makes me a bad fan or not, but I will be so upset if they shock the world and have a fucking run. I yeah. will be so fucking upset if this team puts up more than 60 points in the, in the season. Well, I think they're projected like 62. So, like, if we hit 62, I think we're still finishing it last. So, let's not try and break records by being the worst. If you finish with 38 points in our last or if you finish with 60 points in our last, I want you're still last. You don't get a better chance at the first overall pick with less points. I prefer to get some wins I and actually Colorado. have the team not be completely I want, depressed. I want Colorado bad. I oh. want Colorado bad. I want this team to be the laughing stock of the NHL. I do not want them to be laughing. Sorry, I want them to be like the, a hard fucking team to play. Because you like, know what's going to be fucking like Richardson says. What's going to be and really piss me off is when we're the worst team in the NHL and we still draft third or draft fourth or whatever. It's what you can only go down two. Yeah, it'll be third. Okay, but, which isn't terrible. No, I hey, like you said as long as I'll we tell you what. If you want to, you want to bring up Colorado. They were worst team in the NHL that year, and then what they drafted what fourth. Yep. You know who they got. Was that uh Kill McCarr? Oh, yeah. That Jones, <laughs> no, was that the year Seth Jones? Everybody was saying you have to take Seth Jones, and they kept no, 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 no. Seth Jones was the same year as McKinnon. Oh, uh, okay. Was they it? had first, yeah, because it was McKinnon, Drew in. No, no, McKinnon, Barkoff, Drew in Jones. Oh shit. Yeah. 
talking about drafts. I'm all about it. Sorry, sorry. Forgot who, was talking. Um, who are you excited to see this year? <laughs> oh, let me pull the roster here again. <laughs> like, I don't know. Honestly, I'm excited. I mean, our third and fourth lines will do great against other third and fourth lines, I think. I'm excited to actually, and it's it's kind of backwards though. Like I'm excited to watch Dome, Anthocu, Kane. Yeah. Like I'm excited to see these guys out there and hopefully just increasing their trade value as the season goes on. I would love for these guys, not Kane, obviously, uh, Dome, Anthocu, to have bounce yeah. back seasons and just yeah. tear it up. And you know what, honestly. Trade them, and then if they have great years and they want to come back, if Matt Stomey really wants to come back, I would totally find no, it. Just do it, do it again next year with somebody else. Except yeah. for they won't have Patrick Kane. This is the whole thing: is like these these guys are primed to have like really good years because they're playing with Patty Kane. Like, how many times have they played with a Patty Kane tal- like caliber player? Oh, Patrick Kane. Patrick Kane is going to move them up one draft pick for us. I guarantee it. Oh yeah, they're probably yeah, I mean, they're, they're we, sitting we get, probably at fifth get, round right now, maybe. If this whole line gets traded at the deadline and we end up with anything less than a first and two seconds, then it's going to be the worst trades ever. Yeah. Because it has got to be, it's got, Kaner's got to get it first. If he elevates Domi and Athanasio and they fetch a second each, I think that's fucking perfect. I still, people are still undervaluing Kane and it blows my mind. A lot yeah. of people are saying if the Hawks, We'll be lucky if they get a first round pick for Kane. Dude, we'll be lucky. The Absolutely. team trading, the team trading for Kane will be lucky to get away with only giving us one first round pick. Yeah, are you kidding? I think Maybe. it's gonna end up being like a first rounder and like a top prospect. I think it's gonna be a one would, and a, a one and two, a one, a two, a prospect, and maybe an NHL ready guy now. I think it lower might be tier an ready. older an older right, yeah, lower, to fill a in lower the tier guy. Season. Yeah, not a not a young guy, but yeah, it'll be something. somebody somebody that is going to swap and get a roster spot on our team. I think I, I'm actually really excited to see Max Domi play because I know he's a little bit of a psychopath. Mm-hmm. So I think that's going to be really fun. To watch. Wait, somebody somebody that's related. Uh, it's the child of Ty Domi is a psychopath. What? Yeah, right. Never believe that. Um, But no, you know what? I'm sticking with it, too. I've said it a couple times before. I'm excited to watch Lucas Reichel because, like yeah. I said, he is going to be up on the team at some point. And when he is, he's going to stick. And I think. He's going to get called up, and part of it is going to be like a chip on his shoulder type of thing. Like, hey, I should have been there from the fucking get-go. And he's going to come out like a bat out of hell, ready to go, put him with Keener up until the deadline. I think you're going to see a lot of good hockey from Lucas Reichel. Yeah. I think one of the surprising things that this team might have is a good power play. Because Taylor Radish filled in really nicely where Hagel was last year. Ooh, add him to my list, too. Taylor Radish. Yeah, it it's it's I, I'm pretty much thinking Taylor Radish, Max Domi. It's like guys that like aren't haven't been on the team very long at least. Um Radish, Domi, Alec Regula is I think I wanna I'm really paying attention to and Vlasic too. I like them. I like that they're starting. I, as much as I keep saying about like the AHL get the guys starting down there, I feel like the way that they finished the season on the on the squad last year, like I liked what they brought. And so kind of excited to see them get more time, but I could see them getting put back down into the minors. Like oh, they're at 100%. some point, it's just going to be like, I feel like a rotation of just like once, young guys. Once Caleb and McCabe are able to go. I mean, oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah, like they're, those, those will be first guys out. Maybe Ruse 
Um, I don't know kind of like where he stands. Our um, defense is large though right now. They're listed six 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 four six one six four six four six four. I mean, that's pretty awesome. <laughs> and it also you, doesn't you have do everything like, you can to protect the front of the net. Like a depth chart also doesn't have a um shared tenority. Tenority. Yeah. Six six. Yeah. You imagine, I mean, it probably it would not be a great like line matchup with Tenorti and Vlasic, but having two six six guys just PK. Yeah. That'd be that'd be wild. I bet you Ruse gets sent down now for Tenorti and Tenorti goes in there. Yeah, maybe. He might just I don't know. We'll see. I feel like yeah, you could be right. Cause if they're having Vlasic play first line, I don't think that they're gonna pencil in Tenorti to go up there. Yeah, I mean that's the way with him too, it's like that first line's probably the way to go. It like you know, sink or swim, bud. You're gonna be up here, sink or swim, get a taste for it, and then you know, like we said, put it down in Rockford, let him take what he learned the couple however however many games he's up there as the top guy, take it down with him to Rockford, adjust it down there, and then bring it up when you're ready. Yeah, man, this is uh, yeah, this will be this will be a team to watch. <laughs> <laughs> It will be hockey on TV. There yeah, exactly. Be, uh, there will be people on skates with sticks in their hands on on ice. I don't know if you can call it an official team, but I mean, it is. They will all have the same uniform on. And oh, I forgot. I like I like watching Reese Johnson play because he's a fucking pest. That's some. He's that's one of my favorite things about like a player like that. Um. Also, it says on cat friendly they're showing Jason Dickinson as a. Uh, is scratched right now because he has um, visa issues. <laughs> and so his expected duration on being scratched is unknown. <laughs> but I mean, yeah. I'm sure they're just going to have like a, a very much rotating door in the bottom six of like, hey, if you're not getting it done, we got. Dude, it's that's man up. Jason it's, Dickinson, I mean, we got Reese Johnson. Like, it's fine. Unless you're that top line, that Caner line, or Jonathan Taves. It's every spot's a rotating at, right at this point. There's yeah. Jones, Seth Jones too. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if Taze and Kane get on the same line at some point this year too. Right before the trade deadline, one last yeah, kind of like pump up that value. Yeah, God, that's gonna be so depressing to see. You know that that's gonna happen too. Like if Taze, it's. Right before the trade deadline, Taze and Kane are like the last of the game playing together, and it's like, oh fuck, they got traded. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's there's a deal in place. God damn. Yeah. Um, what about goaltending? Any insight on there, Go- goalie guy? Oh, it's gonna be bad. <laughs> oh, it's gonna be bad. <laughs> Was it the last preseason game against St. Louis? They Peter Mrazek led it six goals. Yeah, it's gonna be bad. It, we went from being a not good defensive team last year with Flurry and Lincoln in net to basically returning the same defense with <laughs> Mrazek and Stalock in net. And everybody says Mrazek is good if he got if he has the defense in front of him. <laughs> Sorry, bud. <laughs> oh, welcome to the show, buddy. You're gonna you're gonna get sniped a lot. I just hope that like the team doesn't take a lot of penalties but i don't see that not happening when they're playing so much defense because i feel like their penalty kill is gonna get scored on a lot <laughs> and it's you know what and the reason why i think too there's gonna be some growing pains with there and it's i'm okay with it because uh coach richardson's kind of 
putting in a more aggressive penalty kill. And yeah. Oh, please. It's please. looked a lot better this this preseason. Um, just in general, the aggression. I, we kind of talked about it after the first one, and it's kind of been sticking with it. But it just seems to be more aggressive. They're 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 not backing down. They're they're putting the body on 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 guys. They're get systems set up. There's they have a purpose when they're skating. It's not just fucking chickens with their head caught cut off. Yeah, skating around the ice trying to like figure out like they never got that system. They went from Coach Q to having a system in place to Carlton not knowing what the fuck he's doing because he's way over his head to King, which is just hey, just go out there play play hockey, have fun, kind of thing. Yeah, we're we're just like we're just here. We're just yeah. here to play hockey now. So I'm, I'm glad to see that Richardson is taking the time to to put in system in place and, yeah. and giving everybody I, on the ice a purpose what they should be doing. I like that the team has also kind of just gotten it's gotten much bigger. <laughs> yeah. Like the team's not going to be good, but they're not going to take shit. Like, like that's kind of the issue that we had like a little bit after like 2015 was that the team was starting to get pushed around a little bit too much, and it's kind of like all right, like this Bowman we went all don't in. Do we have anybody Bowman. too large to like kind of back it up? Yeah, Bowman went all in on that finesse style of of the game when it's like, yeah, that's the, I mean, the skill players were taking over, but you still need some fucking bodies. Like you yeah. need, you need some big boys still. Right, so it's, I mean, I'm, I'm excited to watch hockey. That's the main thing. Are the Hawks going to be good? Absolutely not. Can they surprise? Probably not either, but. <laughs> so let me leave this. We'll wrap this up. Hawks talk up with this. Do you believe this team will finish last in this division? You yes. think they are worse than Arizona? I I think that they are going to be worse than Arizona. Um, but I mean it's not going to be like they're going to be really close to being worse. <laughs> they're not like or be really close to like each other because I think wins are going to be coming like far and few between for both teams. It's it just not. I feel Arizona's just got a little bit more I, they, they kind of. I don't know, man. It's gonna, it's gonna <laughs> suck. The uh, worst record come out of this division. Yes, I don't see how Montreal, Montreal or Philly finishes as bad because they still have like some really prime, great players that can help elevate them. Whereas, like, like if they they have like a full line of good players on either team, like, that's going to help them win games. We don't really have a full line of great players. We have Patrick Kane. Yeah. That's about it. That's all we got. Live by Kane, die by Kane. Um, Unless he goes on an 82-game point streak, and it's, like, multi-point games. We're going to – Even 82-point streak, I mean, that doesn't do us any good because he should be gone by game 56 or so, give or take. Yeah, true. I think – I mean – We'll see what happens. This team's gonna struggle, but like I said, I think they're gonna do okay on the power play, which I think might surprise some teams. But that's gonna be their big thing. It's like if they're gonna win games, it's gonna be done through the power play more than likely because I feel like they're gonna be playing a lot in their defensive zone, five on five. It's gonna be a tough team to play with, and yep. like you said, I'm excited. I'm excited. It's gonna be a lot of tough games. I think there's gonna be some of those that it's gonna be. 
as close to playoff atmosphere, I think, where it's going to be like a one-goal, two-goal game just because the team is just breaking down their opponent and all that. Um, I think there's going to be a lot to look forward to. Um, It's definitely because of how bad this team's going to be. It definitely gives you more of an excuse to watch Rockford, you know, look up some of the Really pay attention to, like, the prospects and and what we have coming up. Find some of the prospects, you know, foul uh Korchinski uh with Seattle and WHL. Watch if you can get yeah. some of his games uh, streamed somewhere. Um, watch University of Michigan with Nazar, all that kind of stuff. And obviously take the, time, take the time, take the time to watch uh some of the top picks, potential picks that yeah. fall in the yeah, hawks. This is this know. is one of the really exciting things is we get to pay attention to like what's going on, like who's, who's making moves in the draft board, you know? So exciting. Yeah. It's, it's, it's in a very, it's, it doesn't seem like it because of how, of how bad the actual team's going to be, but trust us, this is an, this is an exciting time to be a Hawks fan because you're seeing the, the rebuild, you're seeing everything started from scratch Mm -hmm. and, and, and I think that's just going to make, we know we have the taste of how good it felt to win mm-hmm. and going through all this again and then getting back up to there is just going to be a completely different feeling. What yeah. this team can, can do it again in, in the next and like five or six years or so, give or take. There's there's going to be just a couple painful moments, like when Kane gets traded, when Taze gets yeah. traded, but for the most that, part, I feel like there's not like, I'm not like emotionally attached to like Peter Morazic doing well or Alex Stalock doing well. Like, if they're getting scored on, I'm just like, cool. Like, we're going to lose. Like, I already know that. Like, sounds great. If it was like we still had Corey Crawford and watching him just get shelled and destroyed in these games, I would be like, this is fucking depressing to watch. Yeah. But, like, we're going out there to lose games. We're going to lose games. I like the idea that Richardson has of, like, he knows we're not going to be winning a ton of games, but he's going to make them hard. So this should be exciting hockey, at least, like, hard nose fucking, like, fighting through it kind of hockey it's not gonna be like just lying over and dying and just being like just go ahead and finish it like there's no like suicide rule in the game where like oh once you score five goals game's over we're like that's not gonna happen although this year we probably will hope that wish there was but (laughs) yeah especially game one against colorado oh god (laughs) um all right so yeah that's our hots preview it's the days are it's gonna be a dark dark year but it's always darkest before the dawn if we could beat St. Louis one time, I'd be happy. Yep. If we can beat Lankanen in Nashville, I think that'd be pretty hilarious. Um. Uh. I mean, just they're gonna win at least ten games. <laughs> <laughs> we get to play Arizona a few times, and hopefully, we get some dubs there. Those are the I ones really you want don't want to win. I, I know, but I don't give a shit. I want to go to that game and watch it in Arizona and. Hopefully they win. Yeah. And I can just be like, yeah. <laughs> All right. Um, last little note too on the Hots. Um, Scott Darling's back in the Hots family. Yeah. He's gonna be joining the post pre and post game uh show team for NBC Sportsnet. So that's gonna be really cool to see him front of the show. Uh back in it. Uh good for him. And I can't wait to uh watch. There's some clips already on Instagram. I guess they're doing their or uh, their season preview or whatever. There's yeah. so it's and he's a part of it. So I'll be really curious to see how he does with that. Um honestly, sign him up. I'm sure he can play in that. Stay a lot goes down. Yeah. 
get Dar- get Darlene out there. We're trying to help you better. All right. So let's we'll wrap this up going a little bit long again here. Um let's start real quick. We're gonna do our way too early predictions for yeah. the Cup. A couple we'll pick a couple of individual awards too. Um, and then we'll each give a couple one or two bold takes. Bold predicts. Bold predicts. Yeah. yeah. Um, so as a recap here, Eastern Conference. Uh, Tanner, you had Carolina, the Rangers, the Islanders, Toronto, Tampa, Florida, Boston, Ottawa. I had Carolina, the Rangers, Pittsburgh, Toronto, Tampa, Florida, Boston, Detroit. Mm. Who do you have going to the Stanley Cup in the Eastern Conference? In the East? Probably Carolina. Carolina? Yeah. Uh, I mean, it's just like an easy pick because it's like, I feel like they're so highly rated. But it's hard to not pick them unless you just go Tampa. Tampa just makes a fourth year in a row. But um, I think, yeah, honestly, I'm going to go Tampa because once they, once they make the playoffs, like you have to beat Vasilevsky in seven games and it's been damn near impossible for any team. They are a horse of a different color. Yeah. Um, I am going with the Rangers. Okay. Yeah. Because yeah, yeah. Patrick okay. Kane and Panarin are gonna fucking carry that team. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dude. Are you kidding? Absolutely. That's amazing. All right. Western conference. Um, we literally did the exact same teams. So okay. Calgary, Edmonton, Vegas, Colorado, Minnesota, St. Louis, Dallas, and Nashville. Yeah. I I'll I'll go first. Um I'm taking Calgary. Okay. Okay. I think they I think they got better. Yeah. Losing Goudreau and Kachuk and all that. I think Markstrom doesn't have the same season he's had last year because last year was just insane. But I think he still puts up a solid number. The team is, is very good all around. Kadri coming in with the experience of the cup last year. Mm-hmm. I just I think that it's their shot to uh he was a huge piece too for colorado all season yeah he plays like he did last year i mean replacing goudreau and um chuck with huberto and cadre is pretty huge and then i mean you're just adding uyghur you mentioned uyghur signed an eight-year uh 6.25 million dollar contract extension too with calgary we forgot to mention that when we're talking about signings yeah it's all right um i thought that we talked about that i thought that was before Oh, I thought it was when we recorded last, but I, I no, I just it, it came official this past week or this past weekend. Mm. Um, all right, sure. who are you taking from the West? I uh, honestly gonna go Edmonton. Edmonton, yeah, I they I think got better. We have a full season with Evander Kane. Like it's he's gonna good. score so many fucking goals as long as he doesn't get suspended. Um, they got. Jack Campbell, they're going to be relying on instead of Mike Smith. I think is a way better goalie than Mike Smith. I like this team is just going to be carried by McDavid, and he's going to be amazing. Like he's going to do McDavid things. You already saw McKinnon. McKinnon was pissed that he hasn't won anything, and then he went and won a cup, and he saw what it takes. He played against him in the playoffs. Like it's going to probably end up being another like matchup, third round, like Edmonton versus Colorado again. And the the big thing, if that happens, is the fact that it's going to be Fedor, Fedor, whatever, Georgiev versus Jack Campbell. I, and I think Jack uh, Campbell wins that battle. 100%. Campbell right there makes them, I can see that 100%. Yeah. 
Um, so yeah, that's going to be pretty massive. I think he, I think Edmonton will do it. All right. So then we both have the question: Are we taking Canada to finally get a cup? No. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm saying no too. Yeah, dude. I think it, it's going to be if you if Edmonton and Tampa face off in the final. I think Tampa just is go is too much. <laughs> freaks, like, man. <laughs> Colorado has had the perfect amount or like the perfect depth and like everything together. I mean, this is also just before the trade deadline, but like Colorado lost Darcy Kemper and they lost Kadri. And like those are kind of pretty big guys when it comes to like that Stanley Cup final. And I don't see anybody really replacing that as as of right now, on either Edmonton or or Colorado, like that kind of level. Right. And Tampa's basically the same. They just lost like Andre Palat and Ryan McDonough, actually. So they took a little bit of a hit, but their biggest asset is Vasilevsky in the playoffs. And when it comes down to it, like you're going to have to beat Vasilevsky and he's not going to let you. Have, you have your top guys still in Tampa. That's the thing. Like Exactly. And they didn't even have Braden Point for part of it too in right. the playoffs. Yeah. So Jesus. Adding him back to it. All right. Um, individual awards, Hart Trophy. Uh, I mean, it's probably gonna be McDavid, but I kind of yeah, probably McDavid. I'll just do I'll do my bold prediction. <laughs> All right. Um, I'm gonna take I'm gonna take Matthews again. Will his team to the playoffs? And will his team to game seven where he gets eliminated again in the first round? Um, that's yeah. not. Uh, shit. Um, I didn't even think about this one. UC Saros. Nashville's going to have a huge season. And UC Saros is going to be a big part of it. And I'm going with your boy. They've been just talking up. Jack Campbell. Basil. Oh, Jack Campbell. <laughs> oh, really? Okay. <laughs> that's actually, I mean. I think he's just. I think, like the the uh, I don't even know. Just the McDavid effect. I think it's just gonna make him step up and just want to, or is just as long just, as I don't, as long as Edmonton doesn't overplay him like Toronto did. Like yeah. he he started the season in Toronto extremely well. Think about that. God. And then he got completely overplayed. Um, I know Edmonton's gonna rely heavily on him, but yeah. That's I think that man. they hopefully will be able to be a little bit smarter because Stuart Skinner should take a little bit more more starts than like Mrazek did because Mrazek was hurt, but they also didn't have anything past him. Yeah, and Stuart Skinner's still pretty good too. I mean, he's, he's fine. only years old, but yeah. Um, and then do you have another individual award you want to give out or predict? Norris, Kale McCarr, easy. Car. <laughs> I think that's just like the easiest thing to give away. I'm gonna go just to try to be different. Uh, Quinn Hughes. Oh, okay. Just because I feel bad for him, he gets forgotten. Would you do for a heart? Heart, I did Matthews. Okay, so you're keeping all of your awards in Canada. Yeah. <laughs> it's better than last year. I kept all my awards in Chicago. So yeah, you did. <laughs> so well, that turned out. All right. Um, how many bull takes do you want to give? I got like two. You got two. Because, like, even though, like, the smart pick for the heart is McDavid, I think that maybe the heart and the Art Ross is going to go to Jonathan Huberto. Ooh. Okay. He's kind of nasty. And then my other thing that I want to bring up 
is in the Battle of New York, I believe that Soro- Sorokin might end up having a better season than Shesterkin. I hope so, man, for my fantasy sake. I think that, like, Shesterkin's kind of – his season last year was just – it's not going to be, like, the norm for him. Whereas Sorokin's season, I think, can be a little bit more maintained. Like, with the way that the Rangers played last year, like, they did let up a lot of shots in a lot of games, and Shesterkin bailed them out a lot. Whereas now the team didn't really get too much better because they lost – well, they they brought in Andrew Cobb, and then he's no longer on the team. But they lost like Ryan Strom. They, I, I mean, I just don't think Shesterkin's going to be able to to repeat what he did last year. It's gonna be tough. It really is. Like, cause he, it just I, like Mark and Mark Strom, man. I was like fucking out of his mind playing last year. Yeah. Um. I only got really one, and it's not even that good, but I still, for some reason, I still feel it. I, to bring it to Detroit will happen next year. Oh, I don't think so. <laughs> I, think, I just think it's going to happen. I think to bring it will be a Red Wing by next season for sure. Oh, by next season. Okay. Maybe okay. like during the trade during the draft. Draft trade deadline, but. I don't well, think during the trade deadline because I think Ottawa is going to be pushing for a playoff spot. I think that they're going to keep them. What if Detroit. No, you know what? I'm going to do this. That's my other one. Ottawa's not going to be pushing for a playoff spot. Detroit is. They're, Detroit's going to pick up the brinket, and Detroit is going to knock out Toronto in the first round. Ooh. Oh, shit. That's, like, very, very specific. <laughs> Boom. Let's yeah, go. Okay. okay. That's hilarious. Detroit knocks Toronto out. Round one, that'll, game seven. That'll be my... I will take there. Um, all right. So yeah. Happy hockey day. It's back. Let's go. Regular season. Uh two games kick off. Uh real quick. It is today, aka Tuesday, Toronto. Or no, I'm sorry, Tampa Bay versus the New York Rangers and Vegas versus the LA Kings. Both of those games are gonna be on ESPN. And then Wednesday, Blackhawks are on TNT primetime, baby. Show everybody how bad we are. Let's go. Watch the banner go up and then watch the goals go in, baby. But then it's just hockey is on the schedule. We got 10 games then on Thursday, four on Friday, 14 on Saturday, and then nothing on Sunday. But anyway, hockey's back. Let's go. Um, yeah, so make sure to subscribe to us on YouTube, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, five star review on Apple Podcasts and Spotify, social media at WCB Podcasts. Uh, share all this good shit. Uh, enjoy hockey. Um, for Jeremy Tanner, we will we'll see you on the next one. All right, love you, boys. Bye. The Windy City Benders Podcast. Subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and YouTube. And follow the boys on socials at WCB Podcast.